Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and moneraefinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside my fantastic Mickey Dudes co-host, coming to us live from the state of Florida and basically Walt Disney World itself, Dave Koch. Dave, how are you doing this evening? All right. I was actually going to go over to uh, Epcot for dinner tonight, and as I was walking out, a huge thunderstorm came, so... I'll probably do it after this recording instead. That sounds like a delicious evening. Um, yeah, but I'm thinking the noodle exchange tonight. Okay. A little bit of common. And okay. by the way, Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. Which is dangerous. But we're glad to have you anyways, Dave. But with but that being said, we're going to get right into our topic this week, which is actually a special edition of a trip report. Dave, you've recently returned from not Disney World, being that you basically live there, but Disneyland. Is that correct? This is correct, because, you know, when you live around the corner from Disney World, you know, you go on vacation at Disneyland like you do. I mean, where where else are you going to go? You know, there's all, you know, who cares about Europe? Who cares, who cares about, you know, Hawaii? Who cares about all those other places, you know? If you're, you know, if, if you have any self-respect, you're going to Disneyland. Well, naturally, your your trip to your vacation to Disney World isn't really a vacation when your home is Disney World. This is this is true, but you know what? Here's the thing: when I'm when I'm working, I am 100% like just doing my job, and I'm in the zone as far as my as far as my job. But once I get off, dude, I'm in Florida. So yeah, that's fair. It's actually, you know, call, I call it a working vacation because there are times I'll, I'll finish work and, you know, it's like, okay, it's hot. Uh, you know, I got my swim trunks in the, in the trunk. I'm just going to go over to Typhoon Lagoon and just kind of just float in the lazy river for a half hour and then go, back, go on home. 
Oh, that is not an option for everybody. Yes. So hence, I know how lucky I am. So that's why I say when I'm when I'm working, I'm I'm fully in that work mode. But the minute that I clock out, dude, I'm in Florida. Well, that is fantastic. Yeah. But before I actually start my my trip, I do want to uh, I do want to say one more thing. I just did something when I actually when you called me, Chuck. For this for this uh, recording, that I I never thought I would do in my life. Oh boy! What's I that? unplugged I unplugged the uh, the connector from my iPhone charger, so I could so I could charge my Magic Band Plus. Well, that is a unique experience, I, I suppose, right? Yeah, I, 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 when I saw these things, I refused. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not buying one. And lo and behold, I didn't buy one. I actually uh, had a friend of mine that was uh, staying on staying on property, uh, came down for the uh, Eat to the Beat concerts. Okay. So, um, you know, this friend put uh, my, myself on the room so I can go swim. And... You know, this friend uh, stayed the night before because DVC didn't come through, and the and uh, before uh, before the trip ends, he's gonna be spending uh, a night at my house one one more time because uh, you know, just uh, didn't have enough points. Mm-hmm. And as a thank you, I was gifted a Magic Band Plus when the order was made. So uh, actually, I have two now because Disney messed up and sent her two orders. So. It actually works out very well. Well, that's fantastic. I hope you enjoy yeah. your Magic Band Plus. I am kind of excited about going there now and going to the statues and just seeing what they all do and everything. I've really kind of resisted it because I just uh, was not, in, I'm, I'm not into paying for Magic Bands. Right. At this point. But, you know, now, now, now that I have one, I'm kind of excited to go over and see what they do. Well, yeah, the... The uniqueness of it is now in your hand or on your wrist, as the case may be. Exactly. It's funny since like since moving down here, you know, my magic band perpetually stays on my uh, emergency brake in my car. Just in case. No, because what ends up usually happening is if I'm staying on property or something like that, a lot of a lot of my friends will also put my put their, put my name on their reservation because I uh, they start their trip and I end up being uh, the plus one. Inst- no, Instacart for them. So they'll, oh, okay, they'll, they'll be at the. They'll be at the parks, and I'll, you know, because you know I come from a background of hospitality. So, you know, on my way home from work, I'm like, all right, well, you guys just go start off. You know, what do you want? So I'll run, I'll run over the publics. That they'll just Venmo me, and I'll do all their shopping, and I'll just walk into their room and just leave everything there. So, a lot of my friends do do that with me, and you know, I actually get access to the hotels to go swimming. So it actually works out very, it works out very well. So. I always just leave my magic band on the um, emergency brake just so that I can get into hotels because it, it actually happens quite quite frequently. In the parks, I've, I've 
I've come to just, you know, I, I forget it in the car a lot of times. So I'm, I'm at that point where I just use my cell phone to get into the parks. And mm-hmm. if I'm tapping, if I'm tapping in, if I if I do on a rare occasion, every now and then I do treat myself to uh, Genie Plus if I, or if I am with some if I am with somebody that uh, needs it, you know, we'll do the DAS and everything. What I'll do is I'll just, uh, you know, I'll just I'll just use my annual pass card. It works just as well. Okay. So, but now yeah. you have the Magic Band Plus. Yeah. It'll be a novelty just like the Harry Potter wand. You know, eventually, and every time I go to say, oh, I'm going to go to the parks, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to bring it with me. And it always just stays on the shelf, and I always forget about it. But, you know, for a while, it will, it will be a thing for a little while. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on to California. Yes. Let, take us out to the West Coast. Dave, take it away. All right. Well, first off, you know, I'm going to say one thing first off. I love Disney World. Okay. I moved down here. I love being, I love being in the magic. You know, there's just, there's, there's that joy to driving on Disney property. Even, even if I'm just using it to cut to another part of town and everything, there's just, there's just this, there's this happiness inside me that wells up as I go underneath those arches and everything. So, you know, my love, my first love is, is Walt Disney World. It'll always be. But with that said, there's nothing like Disneyland. If you haven't ever been, you know, to be able to walk in Walt's Park and, you know, just kind of just look up, look up at the fire station and see his apartment and see that, see that light. It's, it's just, it's just so moving. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I'm one of those people that ends every, you know, Disney trip by, you know, by saying, well, wherever you are, thank you. Because it's, you know, Disney has brought me so much amazing people into my life and so many great experiences. So, um, it's always nice to, you know, I get to, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've gone and everything, and I'm kind of hoping to get there sooner again than later. But, um, yeah, so... First thing I never experienced was the Avengers Campus. So getting getting to finally actually go there was amazing. You know, I've done I've done Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I did have to fly uh, down to this, down to uh, Southern California last year for a funeral, and in the process, I did end up taking a side trip to Disneyland and I rode web slingers. But now I only had like a few hours in ca- California Adventure. So this time I actually, I stayed set. I had, I had a seven day ticket at that. And uh, shout out to a cast member friend of me that ended up uh, giving us comps to get in. So I actually didn't even pay for my ticket as far as that. So that actually worked out very well in my favor. But every day I would just kind of just meander my way over to Avengers Campus and just kind of just take in all the sites. I mean, Every superhero that, you know, in the MCU was pretty much popping up at some point during the day and just walking around. And I'm a character, I'm a character uh, photo guy mm-hmm. and all. And, you know, I'm actually surprised that I didn't jump on characters because Disneyland, Disneyland doesn't have like, you know, the characters don't meet in a set spot like Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World is so big and everything, and there's so many people. The, ca- the characters kind of stay stationary, and there's a lot. Disney World, uh, Disneyland, they they kind of uh, move around, and they kind of perform. They interact. They interact with the uh, 
guests. And these these characters were just mobbed uh, anywhere, anywhere you went. And anytime I had a chance to walk up to them to ask them for a selfie, there were always children around. And I, I guess I guess it's the teacher instinct in me and everything of like, OK, you know, let, let's let's give these kids a chance and everything. I always ended up, uh, you know acquiescing to the children where it's like you know what let, let let them let let them have let them have their moment with uh, captain america or the black panther or shang chi as far as that you know mm -hmm. i'll i'll meet the scarlet i'll meet the scarlet witch another time and stuff like that you know so i'm actually kind of surprised at myself that i didn't really jump on the character pictures because for a long time i've been all about that and and i and i still am but my feeling is, yeah, I'm going to be going back eventually, so I'll get them. But it's just so cool to just see the characters uh, just kind of neander through the park and do their thing and kind of just interact and play with the guests. It's a, it's a brand of magic that you don't get in Florida. It's something that I wish I would see in Florida, but, you know, knowing enough character attendance like I do, I understand why it wouldn't work considering the sheer volume of people and... It just, you know, it wouldn't work for their character sets. They have, you know, you know, um, Pluto, for instance, is a dog out in the, out in the heat. You know, he needs to, he needs to every now and then go back and go back into uh, his doghouse and get some cold water. The kennel and uh, cool down a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. same thing. Like that. You know, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. You know, he's you know he's the hardest mouse, hardest working mouse in showbiz. But you know. When it comes down to it, he's wearing a full tuxedo and he has fur all over him. You know, he needs he needs to basically just be able to go cool down and, you know, he he's busy enough in the parades and everything and just kind of standing stationary. That you know, if he was if if he was playing tag and tag with the kids with Duck Duck Goose in the uh, hot Florida sun, it just wouldn't work for him at that moment. You know, California has better weather for that. Yeah, yeah, that is a little bit warm for uh, for Florida. Yeah. So having been to Disneyland a number of times, I did, I always try to like do a Disney experience that I never did. So this time we went to uh, my friends and I went to the Carthay Circle Lounge. Now I've eaten at Carthay Circle, but this is basically like the equivalent of the outdoor seating at Hollywood Brown Derby at DHS, and. You know, all of the plates are tapas style. They're, they're, they're small plates, but um, they have, you can get the full drink menu from the from from the bar, but you actually, you, you are only limited in, at Carthy Circle Lounge, you're only limited to the, to the tapas style menu. You can't get the food from inside of Carthy Circle mm -hmm. delivered outside to you. So okay. that was, that was a little bit interesting, but you know, um, we did a lot of we, we did a lot of like uh, you know vegetable plates and um, you know like it was a, a lot of a lot everything was roasted pretty much you know because it's California so it's all kind of healthy and everything there wasn't much there wasn't much fried anything as far as that you know you could definitely tell that you had that California vibe with it it was all it was all pretty much made of everything you know you'd had its meats but everything had fresh vegetables served with it which i kind of enjoyed as far as that now okay. getting to getting to the fried things though uh 
I will say that as much as I do like Disney World, Disneyland does it better with the food. I mean, I don't, I don't like Shiro's on a regular day. It's just, it's not my, it's they're not my cup of tea. But you know, there is, I do enjoy a Disneyland Shiro because of uh, a Shiro, uh, as it is uh, really fresh, and you know. You could see them actually being rolled out, and they actually—they're the only place I find them tasty. So I actually—I had to run and get one of those. Uh, you know, you'll never see me at Casey's Corner going gaga over the corn dog, dog nuggets. I'm just—I'm not a corn dog fan. Anytime I go to have one, it just seems like a major—it just seems like a major ball of grease. But the corn dogs at Disneyland are darn near perfect. You bite into it; it's not oily. It's it has the it's 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 flaky on the inside. The hot dog is always cooked to perfection. Uh, the outside casing isn't like dripping in oil. It's just it's just crispy and golden brown and you know moist on the inside. It, it's just it's just a you know for somebody who really doesn't care for for uh, corn dogs. Disneyland's are the exception rather than the norm. I, I could I could make a I can make many meals of the corn dogs at Disneyland. Okay. See, I'm not and, a real big corn dog guy, so that gives me hope for when I go over there. Nice. Now, the one big disappointment that I did have, there's one really, really fried uh, heart attack waiting to happen that I absolutely love at that at Disneyland, and that is their chimichanga. Okay. And, it is one of those things that, you know, the first time I was there, I had a friend saying, you got to have one. And I fell in love with it. It's not something that you'll find. You know, it's not something that you find in Walt Disney World, actually. So it's one it's one of those things that kind of differentiates Disney World from Disneyland. So I was really looking forward to having my chimichanga and every place that sold them. Anytime I went, either, the line was either wrapped or wrapped like 20 minutes and then when we finally got there, any, any other time where it looked like the line was like somewhat manageable, I'd be on that line, order my chimichanga. I'm sorry, we ran out of chimichangas today. So I Well, that's never, why the line was manageable. Exactly. I never got my chimichanga. And that says something, though. For the fact that there's over 20, you know, the line is over 20 minutes to get to a food cart. That, that says something about the chimichangas at Disneyland. Yep. They come, they come in this, they, they come with this uh, sauce that just, you know, it's like a, it's like a sweet, it's like a sweet sauce that you mix with it. And it's just, you know, it's, it's like a sweet chili sauce and it's just, you know, it's delectable. Uh, I think there's three places in Disneyland that you can get them and every, you know, there's, you can get them in uh, ranch. There's a, well, Rancho del Zuccolo is, I forget the name of it, but that's a, uh, that's a quick service place. There's a little cart near it. I believe you can get, and I believe you can get it in, uh, by the Matterhorn. I don't remember the other place. It might be in California Adventure, but any, but I ended up, you know, I would run from one to the other and it was just pure frustration on that part because I feel like my Disneyland trip wasn't complete because I didn't get I didn't get my coveted chimichanga. So that's definitely like one of the first things I must do when I go back. Okay. Have you ever been to Disneyland, Chuck? No, never. So I'm I'm actually progressively taking notes as to what to eat. Oh, awesome. 
Well, there's a there's a there's a lot more over there. I mean, you know, Jolly Holiday Cafe, which is basically the uh, it's the equivalent of Crystal Palace by us, except for the fact that it's uh, not it's not a character meal and it's actually quick service. Uh, they're known for their uh, they are known for their uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup, which is one of the things that I always have to get. And they're also known for their Matterhorn, their Matterhorn macaroon, a coconut cookie that looks like the Matterhorn with the, with the frosting on top of it. It's definitely one of those staples of Disneyland that, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to eat that cookie from the shadow of the Matterhorn. Uh, the other thing that is, um, the other thing that I made sure to do was, uh, my, my friends and I, we had two fried chicken nights. Actually, we had three fried chicken nights because fried chicken at Disneyland is a staple where, um, they have a really great fried chicken meal at, uh, the Plaza restaurant, which is basically... The other going towards Tomorrowland in in the hub, mm-hmm. it's like the Plaza Restaurant by us, except for the fact that again, it's a quick service. I believe in the I believe in the morning there's a uh, there's a character. Well, at one time there's a character breakfast, and I believe that was that was a uh, table that was service. It. Yeah, okay. but during the day it becomes quick service. But there, you know, there the Plaza over there is known for their fried chicken. So the first night we had the Plaza fried chicken. The next night we went over to California Adventure where there is a, another fried chicken at Flo's V8 Cafe. I didn't notice a difference. I thought they were both delicious, but talk to a, talk to a Disneyland local and they'll actually say that the, the, it's a little bit different. And the cast members said the, the, the recipe is just slightly different. I didn't, know, I didn't notice a, a difference because, uh, you know, I thought they were both delicious. Okay. And the other night we actually went, ended up going to Knott's Berry Farm because the, they also have a very, they're also famous for their uh, fried chicken. So, and theirs didn't disappoint either. Which one I liked out of the best, I really can't tell because every, all three meals I really enjoyed. And I know I normally don't eat fried chicken. So this was, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still paying for that on, I'm, scale wise you know i have to do a little extra time in the gym because of those well as we all do when we come back from a vacation in uh in disney this is true um a couple of other things uh one treasure that i really uh never knew existed that i that i came across was um in the um in the castle of Disneyland, uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle. So Sleeping Beauty Castle, the nice thing about that is it's a walkthrough attraction. Right. And it basically retells the story of Sleeping Beauty. And it's, you know, it's, you know, you have a lot of stairs that you got to go up and down through. Mm-hmm. And I actually wondered, uh, you know, what, um, you know, I, I made a comment and everything. I'm just wondering, I'm like, you know, uh, I feel bad for the, I feel bad that this is an ADA compliance and all that. And a uh, cast member overheard me and said, "Actually, we have we have a solution for that." And they're like, "We can show you." And I was curious, so they they walked me over to a side of the castle that I never noticed. And there is a 
ADA compliant uh, castle experience where you go into this room and they have the entire thing on video for people that are not able to do the stairs. And what I really was impressed with was first off, it was a full HD HD uh, setup. The way they kind, of, the way they projected, it's just a beautiful room. And the thing about it too is the room is uh, decorated with suits of armor, and there's little knickknacks that you don't find in the rest of the castle. So okay. it kind of just, it kind, they kind of created this little spot that's different from everywhere else that has its own brand of magic. Just to uh, bring, just to bring that to their guests that need, um, you know, that aren't able to do stairs, and they get, they give them a little bit extra in terms of scenery that where you can't, where you actually don't get that in the actual, you know, it's 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 small stuff. It's it's not it's nothing major, but you know, the the de the direction the that's right the the decorations were so detailed. Uh, my friends and I actually found ourselves just you know. Wandering, it was a small room, but we, you know, we stood there for like a good 20 minutes, just taking in all the details and everything, with this huge smile on our face. So, that was one of those things that when they talk about the Disney difference, that kind of just uh, is the thing that really stands out to me because uh, I would have definitely passed that up, and I'm glad I got to see that. Okay, that yeah. sounds fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, well. Talking about fantastic, we're going to uh, use that as a segue to Fantasmic. Now, uh, Fantasmic is back in full swing at Disneyland. Uh, apparently, news just broke recently that uh, there are uh, cast uh, there are there are cast uh, practices of Fantasmic going on, so it will be coming back to Walt Disney World very soon. But I remember one time somebody described Fantasmic in Disneyland and um, is basically a Broadway-style show, and Fantasmic in Disney World is basically the high school version of that show. And okay. they, are, they are absolutely right when it comes down to that. I mean, Disney World's Fantasmic has its charm. I love it. There's days where if I have a hard day, you know, I'll, there are days where I, if, if Fantasmic was playing now, I'd be like, all right, you know what? I need to pick me up. I'm just going to go straight over to the uh, studios just to watch Fantasmic. And then, you know, go in for the show and then leave. Fantasmic at Disneyland is a bigger production because, you know, you have to, you know, it's on Tom Sawyer Island and it takes place in the rivers of America. So, you kind of have to stand around. Uh, you have to you have to stand around Frontierland and you know aside from side of Frontierland and also uh, what's that place? Uh, New Orleans Square okay. for a while. So it's a lot more of a standing commitment than you know being in like a theater that's designed to be like the Hollywood Bowl. Right. So. Have you're you're more committed into seeing Fantasmic? I actually had friends that never saw Disneyland Fantasmic, and I'm like, you need to see it, you need to see it. And they saw the crowds, and they're like, you know what? No, and they just walked off. It was like it was like being with Pachinetti. Who? Yeah, exactly. I'm convinced <laughs> he's not even a real person. This this is true. But with that said, uh, you know. It was nice to just hear the music from Fantasmic again. Uh, one thing I was surprised about is um, they have this, uh, they, they, 
So on the rivers of America, they all not only do they have a paddle boat going on, they, you know, they have an actual pirate ship that sails. It's called the Sailing Ship Columbia. And, you know, guests can ride it during the day, but at, at night it gets transformed and it's used as one of the set pieces in Fantasmic. It used to be a really great uh, Peter Pan scene, uh, and they've uh, updated it to be Pirates of the Caribbean. The thing with this one was uh, what's what normally differentiates it is they usually have, like, a whole bunch of high-flying uh, acrobatics going on all over the ship, you know, all the way up to the top of the sails and everything. This time around, there was, not, there was no real acrobatics. The... Uh, all of the scenes happened on the, uh, I guess, the, the top floor of the ship. Uh, nobody kind of climbed and was, you know, diving off uh, crow's nest and, and, you know, on bungee cords and stuff like that, like I'm used to seeing. And I was a little surprised with that. And I was, you know, now that I think about it, I was wondering maybe, maybe weather or something was, uh, you know, maybe there were high winds or something like that. But I was, I remember being very disappointed during the show, but... Now that I think about it, you know, there's a reason. There, there had to be a reason. There's reasons why some nights at uh, the Magic Kingdom that uh, Tinkerbell takes flights, and other nights the fireworks go off, but Tinkerbell decides to uh, just kind of take it easy and not fly that night. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, it's very possible I was just uh, being a Toron at that point and just sulking because I. Because I want, because I wanted to see what I wanted to see, and it's just, you know, you know, we got to keep Captain Jack Sparrow safe, you know. Right, naturally. Yeah. And you know, in hindsight, you know, I really, I should have took, I, I should have like taken a chill pill at that point. It was California, so you know, make of that what you what you will. <laughs> Probably easier to find. Yeah. Um. The Main Street Electrical Parade. Pure joy to see it again. I hate the ending float. Which float? So the, the ending float. So they so they got rid of the to honor America section, and they took that they took that and they turned it into a they turned it into this huge flowing rainbow, and they put characters from more recent. Uh, more more recent Disney Disney uh, movies okay. on the float, but what they did was they put them they they're like small world style dolls hmm. instead of actually like all right you know what put you know put Mirabelle in the in the parade, uh, put Raya put uh, put Anna and Elsa and everything you know let them ride that float instead if you're gonna do that these these little these little doll like characters just did not did not make it now. I will say that the ending of the um, Main Street Electrical Parade, while I did like the bald eagle and I was all for a light up American flag, I was never a big fan of the big wavy flag flag float because it just it wasn't proportionate and it just didn't it just didn't work for me. It was it was always one of those things. My OCD just kind of just I would look at it and be like, okay, this is this is all wrong. It's not proper flag proportions and everything. Right, and I was it's not like, balanced, yeah. Exactly, and it would always drive me crazy. I would have always been happier if there was like a little, there was a float that actually had like a proper, proper like just a float that like a smaller float that was just an American flag and then followed by, you know, follow it by that huge bald eagle. 
uh, maybe have some other type, you know, maybe do some, maybe do some other American icons uh, as other units instead of these long flowing units of a flag that just does not actually look like an American flag. Same colors, but in this, you know, there's not enough stripes. There's all, there's all sorts of things that I can nitpick about the the old ending of the Main Street Electrical Parade, but I digress. My point is with this one, though, as as excited as I was to see the Main Street Electrical Parade, and I actually feel uh, bad now that it actually ended. It ended in Disneyland. It's it's no lo- it's no longer there as of last weekend. I actually have friends that got to Disneyland yesterday, and, and I think it ended on Saturday night. So, uh, actually, I'm kind of hoping that now that it has ended, I'm kind of hoping that you know it might make its way back over to here. From your but, lips to God's ears. Exactly. What one, what one can dream, but. If it does, it's gonna it's gonna come with that terrible float. It's like you know, it's like I kind of feel like I kind of feel like they just shoehorned it in, and it just was this. It was one of those things that just it's it didn't seem very Disney to me. It, it's it seemed it seemed Chester and Hester Dinorama to me. Well, Disney right now is just shoehorned it in. Like that's just what they're doing. No matter what it is, no matter where it is, that's the method. To to a point. There are, there are, but there's still, you know, with with that said, I mean, you're still getting, you're still getting amazing things like Guardians of the Galaxy Co- Cosmic Rewind. So, yeah, there are times when, you know, when they, when there is something that's selling well and it's doing well, you know, you know, they are gonna shoehorn in an intellectual property. But, but this just, the way they did it with this one, it just, it, it just, it's just not. Co- Maybe not connected, but it's it's just not consistent with the rest of the parade, and that was my only issue with it. With that said, though, it was still the Main Street Electrical Parade. It was still the Baroque down music and all that, and you know, it still had it still had me grinning from ear to ear. So, this is one of those small things, but in the in the end, it's still something that I it's something that I love, and it's something that still breaks you know. Is it perfect right now? No, but it still brings me a huge amount of joy. Uh, and then the last thing, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout needs to come to Florida. It's time to get rid of the Twi- Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and turn it to Guardians. So you just talked about things getting shoehorned in and complained about it. And here you are. That's not shoehorning. That's that, that's actually that's actually making it ma- making uh, a proper fit. Tower mm-hmm. Tower just doesn't fit anymore. You know, what kid that comes to Disney World watches watches the uh, Twilight Zone before him? What no, kid that came nobody, to Disney World watched it uh, when it opened? Nobody comes to Disneyland now and watches the Twilight Zone in, in preparation for their trip. No one does that anyways. Exactly. No one ever did. There are people out there that watch the Marvel movies before they, there are people out there that watch Avatar before they come here. Nobody, Mm. nobody is watching the Twilight Zone episodes before they come here. Mm -hmm. I mean. Can you even get the Twilight Zone on Disney Plus? No. It's owned by CBS Viacom. Exactly. So it's like, okay, you know, 
It's a it's a dead property. It's 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 like when they used to have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the in the park, and they they somehow just left. You know, it's time for the Twilight Zone to leave. Mm, I disagree. Yeah, but that's my two cents as far as that. You know? Okay. I kind of had I kind of had to just you know. <laughs> I know you get. A, I know you get a little bit. Uh... Well, I mean, you're wrong. So we're just gonna let that let that uh, simmer for a little bit. <laughs> I had to throw that in there, my friend. You know, mm-hmm. it's always you know our little our little banter back and forth is one of the things that makes this podcast great. So oh, absolutely, you're just wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I reserve the I reserve the right to uh... be wrong to uh, respectfully disagree on that one but in a nutshell that was my trip okay well it sounds like you had a great time would you uh would you do it again oh in a heartbeat perfect i love any 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 chance to go to disneyland is just you know i jump on it so totally okay yeah all right man well Thank you for your trip report. Um, as we wrap up this evening, why don't you tell the people where they could find you? You can best find me on Instagram at Figments Reality. Okay. I could be found on Twitter on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. You could find us all on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes, on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes, and on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Thank you all for joining us this week, and we will see you all next week. Exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.